What's going on, YouTube and Welcome to Lords of the Long Box. Presents the cover price comic book shakers of the week. It's almost the end of the week, boys and girls. And believe it or not, it is July 1st, yes, man. Yes, it is. Hope you guys are going to Happy have... Canada Day to all our friends to the north. That's right. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day, too. Uh, yeah. For those who know. 1.19. <laughs> I think he's got like 27 more years to go to get that yeah. $1.9 million check, man. That's not a bad gig if you can get it. So happy Bonilla Day to you as well, for those who know. Uh, one of the weirdest contracts. But hey, man, he's making off like a fat cat, literally. He's just sitting back collecting checks till he's going to be like 80-something or something crazy like that. Man, if I just... Sounds like if a I could, good deal to me. Deferred yeah, you, money. <laughs> Beautiful exactly, thing. man. So, Bobby Mania, shout out to you wherever you are. So, hey, shout out to everybody in the live chat. While you guys are congregating, you know what you like to do? Sit back, relax, put on your headgear. We're going to give you a trip through the atmosphere. This is a uh, new DJ to the Lords of Lombox, and I give you Mr. Jordan Lee. Take it back to the old school. Let's take it to Union Square. Let's take it back to the LQ. Wave your hands like you just don't care. Let's take it back to the old school. <laughs> showcase dj youtube djs that do their stuff on youtube go check out dj jordan lee on youtube he has some great mixes you can sit back for like an hour and just jam out on it jam out with your clam out rock out with your cock i was like what say so uh (laughs) speaking of which dark side jedi hey let me put this away real quick what's up everybody uh thursday night man we got a shakers list it's a fun one as always i say the same thing it's like a broken record but this is definitely my favorite list on YouTube, and I'm not trying to be biased or anything, but it's just so unique. He's an honest man. What can I'm we not, say? What Speaking of honest man? men, a.k.a. Jack, Mr. Bolo, say what's up to everybody. What's or excuse on? me, Jake. Yeah. Jake, Jack, whatever, man. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach. <laughs> no, but I got, I got to agree with Ryan, though. We were just talking about that before we went live. Like, you know, this list is its so different. It's got such a... a great variety of books and some books you're not going to see on any other list yeah and shout out to our, our man matt devoe from uh, coverprice.com definitely, that definitely. picks out the 
10 from the past week that are on the weekly uh, are on the daily shakers list that we're going to cover at the end of the after we go through the uh, normal list once again this show is sponsored by coverprice.com the only show officially sponsored by coverprice.com that does this on a weekly basis uh you sign up for uh 6.99 a month for your price guides collections and trends they have daily movers and shakers and obviously the top 10 that we cover on every tuesday uh, the show is sponsored also by our good friends and partners over at uh, cover at KRSComics.com. Use discount code of LOTLB to get 15% off any KRS Comics exclusives. Me and Ryan will be heading hey. down to the Clayton Crane in-store Speaking signing on 15. July 16th. Yeah, That's 15 right. days away, everybody. I'll be heading yeah. down. I'm excited. Can't That's wait. That's right. Um, no exclusives. Or, well, I lied. Okay, boom. Okay. Bam. This Mike Mayhew, Star Wars, The High Republic, number, what is it, seven? Is dropping tomorrow at noon Pacific, or excuse me, noon Eastern, nine Pacific. This is gnarly. I dig it. I can't. uh, What's his name? His name is Darth Varus or something like that. Somebody correct me in the live chat. Um, But yeah, this is dropping at noon Pacific. God damn it, noon Eastern tomorrow, nine Pacific. This uh, Mike Mayhew X Men variant is may have a couple of copies still available, as well as his dope Clayton Crane, That's as sweet. well as this Mike Mayhew Moon Knight homage. We were just talking about Stephen Platt on the last show, so they, I just picked up this uh, actually Stephen Platt 50, uh, Moon Knight fifty five the other day, man. Uh, yesterday at my LCS. So there you go, man. So make sure you uh, peep it out. Use the discount code LOTLB. This drops tomorrow at noon Eastern, nine Pacific. And once again, this is the cover price shakers of the week. This is our comes from our friends at coverprice.com, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times a day, so make sure you check it out every day. Review some of the hottest books trending books on the market and we will look at it at the end of the show so don't get mad if you get a goose egg because this list is not the same as our cover price top 10 this is uh this pulls a little bit from everywhere and every genre every era rare that's when you think you know what book is coming up boom they slide something at you that you didn't exactly like this first book that jack has what do we have starting off that's right. Usually when we're talking about Archie Comics, you're thinking old school here, but we're going Archie 511 from 2001. <laughs> now, Archie comic covers are packed with unintentional slash intentional sexual innuendos. There are so many that they almost that they feel almost intentional. Uh, without being too graphic, these mature references are almost always uh, called out in bold in the dialogue bubble on the front cover as seen on this particular cover. Um, they have become quite popular over the last few years and are spiking in price along with everything else. In this case, Archie number 511 hit an all-new high sale of $1,500 huh. for GC 9.8 this week. Uh, it's Man, a white cover. Not... It's probably hard to get 9.8. Let's go through all the checkpoints. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. It's definitely, I like it. I'm going to be in the pink today. I like yeah, it. There is no hilarious. like subtle innuendo about That's that. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Uh, that is absolutely hilarious. Because, you know, there, you know, the funny thing about Archie is it was like for kids, but there, there was always like a this love triangle with Archie and uh, Betty and Veronica. And, you know, and then if you go. Even you know, I'm I was I'm a huge fan of the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on uh, Netflix, and that is has some very risque stuff in it as well. I mean, I, I you know is that's Riverdale risque? Yeah, because it's CW, yeah. so it's more like teen oh, angst. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, sure. But if you haven't seen Sabrina, you got to watch. I love that show. I absolutely love that show. Very dark. I mean, you know, they they say it's ba- they're basically hailing Satan in it, and you know, it's just it's just awesome, and it's just. I mean, just peep out if you haven't checked in and you need something to binge. Not like you don't already, but you know, it's it's on Netflix. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which is an Archie character. Um, kind of weird that that book never really got the love that it should right the first appearance of uh the sabrina but anyway archie did so archie issue number 511 the pink innuendo variant <laughs> it's, it's not even innuendo at this point no, when that it's was that much in, in your face all right from archie 511 we go to uh something that more people are more innocent in a more innocent time yeah. 1966 good old 1966 uh fantastic 449 and it's pretty safe to say that 
Fantastic 44, or I'm sorry, 48 and 49, the introduction of Galactus and Silver Surfer into the Marvel Universe are no longer under the radar. While historically very popular books, they have exploded in value over the last two years, as seen with the recent massive heritage sale of $108,000 for a 9.8 copy of Fantastic Four 48. We see a lot of them around, but there aren't that many copies in high grade. Fantastic Four 49 only has one CGC 9.8 on the census and only one, or I'm sorry, only 101 in 9.0 with the bulk of the graded copies found in the 3.0 to 8.0 range. These lower census numbers for the high grades cause us to sit up and take notice when a copy comes up for sale. The last CGC 9.0 sale of FF49 didn't disappoint. A 9.0 copy with cream to off-white pages just sold through Comic Link for $9,426. That's more than double the previous all-time high in grade and more than the last and highest CGC 9.4 sale back in December. So if you're expecting these Silver Surfer and Galactus keys to slow down anytime soon, you might want to think again. Yeah, man. So, like... I personally, I have a 7.0, and that was like my sweet spot before, like, you oh, know, for the, sure. the fantastic foot. But back when I you think, got it, it wasn't. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But 5.0 right now, I think, is a sweet spot. Because when Galactus comes, this book is going to go crazy. But, well, we've you know, always if, said 5.0, 6.0 is the sweet spot for Silver Age. Yeah. Yeah. 7.0 and up for Bronze Age. Um, you know, but man, you know, 1500 for 5.0. And this is a ridiculous ridiculous book to get in high grade because of the all black pretty much cover yeah. itself um you know it's hard to find in high grade and as most things but especially for 1966 so i used to i called this the uh the cosmic trilogy the cosmic trinity right ff 48 49 and 50 you yeah. know arguably the best three i mean even now even ff 50 has gone up in prices even though it doesn't feature but it's an iconic cover with silver surfer on the cover but um, yeah, man, forty-eight and forty-nine, man. I hope you, really, I hope you got into your. I mean, you know, for the longest time, it was there. I think they were undervalued for the the importance that Silver Surfer and Galactus are in the comics, right? So, um, like you say, you know, bring the foggy effect. And uh, I mean, not- look at this point, if you're not convinced that it is driven one hundred percent by the foggy effect, you oh, yeah. are crazy. Yeah, I mean, Galactus has been long undervalued, I think. Um, yep. So, I mean... Way know, long so. undervalued. But uh, in the Fantastic Four run as a whole, in comparison to a lot of other runs prior to... There are know, so many good Fantastic October. Four stories. Yeah, yeah. Matt Fraction's story is one of my too, favorites. Yeah. yeah, I mean, tons of first appearances. If you think about the Silver Age. With oh, Black yeah. Oh, Panther, Silver Age. Oh, yeah. The Inhumans. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, if you think about Silver Age, like... Uh, amazing, uh, amazing Spider-Man. That was probably the most pricey, with, and that and that's simply well, Gwen Stacy, but also mostly the Rogues Gallery that appears in right. the first like you know fifty issues, right? Uh, of Amazing Spider-Man, but Fantastic Four has had some great ones, and finally, it's it's getting its its comeuppance, uh, especially now that Marvel owns the rights to it. And we're not going to get a Galactus Cloud. Oh my God! <laughs> Which, by the way, is comic accurate, kind of, because that's the way he appeared. In the ultimate version of the Fantastic Four, when uh, he came to Earth, uh, so you know, unfortunately, Fox took that and put it on a big screen. <laughs> so, oh man, the Galactus Cloud, kind of like uh, the cloud in Black. Uh, what was that? Uh, Green Lantern, right? The yeah. Parallax Cloud. There, Parallax. There that was horrible oh, too. Jesus. Fantastic. Some people Four just is- like the deep cuts, I guess. Yeah, you know, uh, Fantastic Four number forty-nine from nineteen sixty-six, 5.0 so for fifteen hundred and sixty-seven dollars. All right, let's move. Uh, let's move a little more modern. What do we got next? Well, here we're talking about Hawkeye number nine, the second print from Marvel in 2013, and it's clear that the MCU is transitioning to new iterations of popular characters like Black Widow, Captain America, Falcon, and Hawkeye. We're about the halfway point of 2021, and fully expect the next Marvel show iteration, Hawkeye to continue this trend of substantial passing the torch performances by Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop and Florence Pugh as Yelena Barlova. Um, this has collectors and speculators clamoring to get ahead of that juicy Kate Bishop spec, but not all spec involves super key books. Hawkeye number nine from the fraction run 
merely contains a beautiful rendition of the Kate Bishop character, and the second print version in purple really pops. While it's unclear how many copies exist of the second print, it's likely less than the 3,300, the lowest number of, of uh, diamond reported copies sold for May 2013, the month that the second print was released. It uh, was around uh, 3,300 uh, for Hawkeye on that uh, list, which implies account holders ordered 3,300 copies, and it could be a lot less. Um, for the longest time, no one paid attention to the now-coveted purple covers from this run, uh, so it's possible that a notable portion of the copies have been discarded or mishandled. Moreover, there are only 20 total second print copies on the CGC census, with only five of those being in 9-8 condition. That combination of Kate Bishop spec, a hard-to-find book, and an upcoming uh, Hawkeye Disney Plus series has led to an all-time high sale of $810 for a CGC 9-8. You know, people always say that black covers are always hard to crack in a 9-8. Well, guess what? So are white covers. You know why? Because when you say color-breaking and the cover is white, you can't see the color break in this. You know, right. you almost have to feel. For, I'm telling you, man. You think white covers are easy to crack? No, they're not, man. In, in a 9.8, because a lot well, of times people. What's the Spider-Man book? Uh, the three uh, two ninety three hundred one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing Spider-Man three hundred one because, and also because the the covers were super thin back then. Um, but you could basically see through that cover and see what's on the first page. Um, there was just a. a a, a, a book that came out from Chip Zdarsky that had some variants dropped this week, and they were all white covers, and I could see through them. Uh, what was it called? Red something. Somebody correct me in, in the live chat. Uh, but uh, there was a, a Chip Zdarsky book that just came out. It's a horror book, by the way. And there were some variants that came out for for it, and they were all white covers. But almost on a white cover, you have to feel the spine with your fingers, <laughs> right? To, to, uh. to tell if, you know, on a black cover, it's pretty, you know, dark oh, covers. Oh, yeah, color-breaking yeah, spine. I see it right there. <laughs> Boom. But uh, sometimes you have to use the force, Luke, uh, to <laughs> to do that. All right, so issue, uh, so Hawkeye, issue number nine, the second print from May 2013, uh, $810. Man, when that... I'm telling when that Hawkeye trailer drops, these books are just going to go crazy. I don't know what it is. People, you guys know the show's coming. You guys have seen the f set photos. It, apparently, it takes a trailer for you to really believe it's going to happen. Yeah. But either way. All right. Yeah. Next up is a very interesting cover that I would not. Hey. Uh, would, I would think it was a, just like an ink blot or a poster or something. But right. What do we got? This is Marvel Voices Pride number one. This is the Rainbow Flag 1 in 100 variant from uh from this year and it's such a simple cover yet a very important and it perfectly represents and is a symbol of the pride month while this issue is highly anticipated 100 copies is a tough incentive to meet these two factors generated highly coveted sought after variant driving up online online sales to new heights like this week's new high sale of 298 bucks for a raw copy this is one of those variants that will remain retain its value for a while. And I agree. I mean, people are into these kind of. It's a crazy cover. Like books. if you were yeah. seen, you wouldn't know wouldn't what the hell thought, it was. I wouldn't have known what it was. Yeah. I mean, when I was like, uh, what is this? Did somebody send me like a, you know how sometimes your TV goes off and there's just yeah. a weird thing, but it's like a perfectly horizontal or, you know, perfectly designed cover with the colors on there. So, you know, so there you go. It's just one of those. And one in 100, who was ordering a yeah. hundred of these? Yeah. Yeah, well, and, and the other big factor is that you didn't have a ton of store exclusives, which is what tends to kill the value of incentive variants as soon as they're released because store exclusive retailers get so many of them and they're incentivized to move them quickly they're not they're not necessarily gonna worry so much about to getting top dollar for each individual book the fact that this wasn't a title that saw a ton of those exclusive variants there weren't as many uh, of them out there and you hit the nail on the head like you know not as many stores are going to order a hundred at the same point there's a cameo first appearance in there of that new captain america that surprised everybody that everybody thought was going to really come with united states of captain america and came a little early so i think that there, there's legs here you got high there ratio you know. book and a first appearance 
So yeah, I saw that. Uh, I saw the design cover for him. What was he called? Mm-hmm. Railway Captain America, or something? Or, or yeah, Captain America of the Railroad. Oh, no, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Captain America of the Railroads. The hobo uh, yeah. Captain America. That, ID Comics uh, Twelve Seven brings up a good. This would be a great book to have six signatures, one in each stripe. That would be kind of interesting. You know what I mean? You know, because it's perfectly oh. lined up for you. But uh, you know, if it was Stanley, he'd probably sign over both of them or something like that. Because uh, uh, back in the when, back when he, he was signing toward the end, man, he was uh, he was all over the place, and his handlers were not treating him well. But Marvel's Voices Pride issue number one, the Rainbow Flag from June two thousand and twenty-one. Look at that. That's not. Jeez, oh, I was just thinking that it was, was not too long ago. Month. But we're already yesterday. on July first. Yesterday, yeah, that was yesterday, June. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What do we got next? All right, another modern classic here with Miss Marvel number one from Marvel in 2014. Uh, Kamala's first issue was a big deal when it came out. It was highly advertised and shops appropriately ordered copies to meet demand. However, if you recall, there was a big pushback by many very vocal fans who felt that Marvel's new crop of diverse characters were too forced. Seven years later, it's clear that it was the best thing Marvel has done in the past 10 plus years. Kamala has proven herself to not only be a diverse character, but a beloved ca- key character who we seem to can't get enough, uh, uh, can't get wait to see on the live on the screen. Uh, this is the first issue of her first series and is really picking up steam and hit a new high sale of $225 raw and a $695 and 84 cent, uh, nine, eight. If you've been waiting to move on key Kamala covers, now is the time to pick them up. Yep, it's like we've been saying that the trend of people who missed out on the actual first appearance get the first uh, first issue or their first solo series, right? The same thing, had, and in a different way, happened with Moon Knight. People couldn't, you know, were way price, priced out of War of My Night uh, number thirty-two, right? So they started getting that. Uh, God damn it, I always forget the Marvel Spotlight book or Marvel Premiere book, um, the yellow cover. God darn it. I just sold one too. Spotlight, um, I think. Yeah. yeah. Where it begins his first own solo series. And then obviously there's the Moon Knight number ones and after that. But um, it's interesting, you know, if you can't get the first one, get, you know, get the second appearance. You can't get the second appearance and you get the hey, man. first time they had the solo series. Sometimes the second appearance is, I mean, for me, my grail, I'll never achieve it. Let's be honest. I got the second appearance. It's the next best thing. There you go. Especially. Well, just to make another point about this book, I, I'm going to make a dangerous comparison um, that may get me shot in the chat. But uh, I, this book, to me, has a uh, a Watchmen or Sandman number one type of importance. Um, and I'll explain that by saying in that it crossed over into mainstream literature. Uh, it, it is one of the books that ha- I think has given... Uh, like libraries and schools, um, a lot of co- more comfort with the graphic novel industry as a whole. Uh, you saw an example of that with like an episode of Modern Family. The po- the poster featuring this cover was on the wall of the smart child Alex Dumphy's dorm room. And it's like that kind of uh, uh, kind of acceptance in, in the way that people kind of got behind this title. I think that this specific this title, this cover, this issue is going to be iconic. Uh, it's going to be one of those issues kind of that fits in the, yeah, it's not a first appearance, uh, but it's going to be important for all of time. Yeah. Cause it's a, I mean, it's iconic cover and there's a whole generation of kids that look up to this character, not, you people in the live chat who skew what 35 to 50 i, I looked <laughs> at my demographics mostly male mostly 35 to 50 but there's a lot of young kids who love this character and yeah. they can't wait for the show to come on and you know not every comic or movie that comes out is about you or for you right 100%. there's, there's yep, a little bit of it. like space jam had a uh, had a had a uh, they did a trailer of porky pig rapping and people were knocking it and i was like dude where is give it let your eight nine-year-old see that and they'll right. love it you know exactly. what i mean you're a 50 year old jaded ass doesn't need to enjoy <laughs> porky pig rapping and by the way he was rapping as the notorious pig which i fucking loved i thought it was hilarious oh, yeah so the notorious pig rapping on space jam 2 i mean even when the first space jam came out i was already too old but you know for kids, guys, every every comic that comes out isn't made for us or your demographic, right? There's some, there's a little bit for everybody, from Watchmen to Squirrel Girl, you know what I mean, and everything in between. So that's the beauty 
of the industry or the hobby that, you know, you need to get new readers, you know, you need to get young blood that comes up. And then you have cats like us who would buy nostalgia books when we were younger in the eighties and nineties. So there you go. I mean, so there you go. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a seven year old somewhere that says, damn it. I really want to buy my detective 27. I passed on back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) So miss Marvel. Number one. Yeah, from 2004. Yeah, wait till he goes on eBay and sees a sticker shock, uh, <laughs> even if he can find one. Uh, oh, Miss Marvel man. from February 2014 on the list. All right. Oh, I love this cover, and I have been chasing this for so long, and I cannot this find it. This is a good it. one. What yeah. Is it? Saga number one. This is the Fiona Staples RRP variant from Image back in 2012. And it's hard to imagine a time when you could count all the modern variants worth more than 1,000 on two hands. Today, that list is massive, yet this particular cover, Saga Number 1, RRP, was one of the kings of those early high-value moderns. The DC Comics retailer Roundtable Program, which is the RRP acronym, was known for producing and giving their uh, participants some ultra-low print runs, around 400 to 500 copies, focusing on some highly notable issues like Batman 608, and Saga 1-1. Back in 2019, this book actually dropped to market lows of around 1700 for a 9.8, and that was clearly the last and cheapest point to get an affordable copy. This week marked a new high sale for this uh, $4,000, you guys, for a CGC 9.8. Man. You know, I, you know what I love about Saga is there is no... Um, it's pure organic. There is no TV show. There is no movie talk about it. Nothing. A matter of fact, the creators of the comic famously said in articles that we don't really want it to be developing it because we don't think it was. And then so they finally got pressed on if they were going to make a movie, who would you want doing it? And they said Wes Anderson. You know, obviously, if you know what Wes Anderson style doesn't really match Saga at all. But that's how they were just saying you know, because this one, this book is, I mean, since day one when it came out, it's just It's been, a phenomenal story. I have the yeah. the three-volume deluxe edition. And it's, I don't even know how you would tell the story live action with the dude with the fucking TV as a head. I man, it would be crazy. It would be. It would have to be like a, man, I know I've seen that style somewhere. I know yeah, there's it would a director to, could do it. It would have to be an Amazon or Netflix series. No way you can tell it as, as yeah. a movie, right? Yeah, I think, it, I think it needs to be a series. Oh, series, for sure. Yeah, Netflix sure, yeah. has like unending budgets these days. But it would have to be something along the lines where they could really do whatever they want. Maybe oh, even yeah. like an like HBO the boys, Max, Like the boys or something along those yep, lines, right? right. Mm-hmm. Because it is very adult as well, uh, <laughs> to say the very, least. Yeah, right. But when I first saw the dude with the robot, uh, the TV head, I was like, what the fuck is this? And I yeah, just kept it's a crazy story, I was like, man. This is some crazy shit. What's but cool. Like, it's a mix between Star yeah. Wars and fucking... Yeah, I got rid of my Saga 1. The only Saga 1 I have is I have Saga 1, the Mexican variant. It's an all gray cover. Um, so there you go, man. So, man, I should have held on to it, but uh, it keeps on going. So, saga number one the Fiona Staples re- retailer incentive variant from 2012, a cool four grand for 9.8. All right, next up is another cover everybody would recognize, but uh, maybe not this specific one. Yeah, that's silk number one from Dave Johnson, the comics pro variant Marvel released in 2015. And there are so many rumors, leaks, speculation out there that it's hard to keep track of it all. The good news is that at least we know a Silk series is coming to Amazon. News on that series continues to progress. And even though in the past week it was announced that producer Tom Spizzali uh, has inked uh, an overall deal with Amazon Studios and has joined the Marvel series Silk as showrunner. Uh, this development uh, progression continues to build buying confidence in collectors, hence pushing this Comics Pro variant to a new all-time high of 1100 for a 9.8. Do believe the only difference between this one and the other one is the actual background color, right? Yes. On this one, because the this one is a ghost. You can't find this one, and it, yeah. it has Comics Pro logo on the cover as well. And I think I don't know if it's the regular one or it's just one of the just like racial variants that has. I think I'm trying to think. Is it like a pink cover or a black cover? But that's the one I have. This one is you. Good lord, good luck finding this one. Uh, but yeah, um, that's the same art as the cover A. Just it has yeah. a different background uh, tint exactly. to it. 
Yeah. Which like, is kind of cool. It almost looks like um it's like, like sepia like, or something. Yeah. It almost looks like the internal pages of like an old like, Bronze Age comic, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, cardboardy. Yeah, that's, that's oh, like, yeah newspapery. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Newspapery. There you go. That's that's, yeah, the that's word of the a day. new ver new noun yeah. to use. It's newspaper. Or no verb or additive. Shit, I don't know. I need to go yeah, back to so school. Silk number one. It'd be interesting how they do silk number one on Amazon since um it it I assume it's it sounds from what I've been told is disconnected from the MCU. Um yes. and you know, but creating this, its own little universe. In this era of of speculating and comic buying. I don't think it matters at this point. You know what I mean? As long as they see something on screen and if it's good, you know, then, you know, they're going to do it. But, uh, you know, it's like I keep on saying, like, how many Venom movies can you make until you actually bring in Spider-Man? You got to have Spider-Man. You know, yeah. there's so many Venom and Carnage stories you can tell uh, that are intertwined with the MCU or excuse me, at least the 616, um, just like Silk. You know, I mean, Silk's damn origin is from what I've read. And I don't know how accurate this is, is. The Silk Origin is going to be tweaked to where she's not. Um, if you haven't read the comic, I think it's Amazing Spider-Man number one is the yeah. actual little cameo, right? It's amazing Spider-Man number four is her first full. But in number one, you see a little picture of her, and she gets bitten by the same spider that Peter Parker got bitten by after he did. Um, but she it's an unnamed uh, cameo, uh, if you want to use those terms but it's like in the little screen you see it jumps off her and then it bites her so it's kind of a retconned um a thing but i they said they're gonna do without that part so hopefully it's good i don't you know what i don't care what they do with the characters tweaking them to change them to make them more adaptable for yeah, tv and film. as long as do. as long as it's good and keeps me entertained i don't look care, they give you uh, they, they may not give you comic accuracy uh, for the main part, but they give you little bites. I mean, look at the Loki show. They give you a little bit of comic accuracy. You know what I mean? So they they acknowledge it. The It's like they purposely watch comic book spec channels yeah. and say, oh yeah, here you go. You I want to know character? what the first appearance of Alligator Loki is. Uh, <laughs> is there, I don't me. know if there is an Alligator Loki. <laughs> Jack, is there an Alligator Loki? I Spoiler. don't. Not that I know. Not yeah, that I know. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, we won't go. We won't. No, no spoilers. When was it on? Last night? Yeah. Wednesday. No, like two yeah. days ago. Yeah. Last so, night. Uh, well, we won't yeah. say any spoilers, but fucking great show so far. This is my favorite, my favorite show of, uh, and Tom Hiddleston is killing it. One time he's mm. he's showing this Phenomenal. emotional range, and then the other time he goes snap right back into Loki, the god of mischief. You know I wonder mean? if I would fall in love with a female version of myself. I think I would. No, you wouldn't. You'd be ugly as hell. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe if you shaved the female version of yourself, but well, I would hope it wouldn't be a female beard, the bearded lady. Is she the female version of herself? I think oh. a variant is purely an amalgam. Is what I think. It's a. I mean, her name is first name is Sylvie and her last name is Loki's last name. But in the comics, Sylvie has a different last name. So and Loki has a different first name. So there you go, man. They're all variants. Uh, man, so good. So good, man. You know, sometimes I get mad, though. I'm like, God damn it. I wish all all episodes I could stream at once. But you know what? Weekly episodic storytelling I think builds up more hype and more uh, water talk cooler talk. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. It's honestly, also the I mean, if you think about it, the way that comics are read, it, it's yeah. most in line with with sequential art. I think exactly. And if you think about um, the last big show that really started the water cooler talk was Game of Thrones. Uh, you know, from season five, you know, four or five and especially six, what was going to happen and everyone in a weekly basis, people had watch parties. But when you been something, it's kind of like, hey, man, did you catch up? Nah, I'm only on episode three. Ah, oh, shit. I'm on. Tell me when you're on episode six or, you know, I'm on season three. Oh, yeah. Tell me when you're in season. Four. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that way. But uh, it's either way. They're they're just feeding us crack and we're taking it all up. So uh, how many episodes are there all together, Loki? Six? Six, yeah. So, so we got two left. Damn, oh, that's man. sad. That makes me sad a little bit. Yeah. Well, I'm at, really least I got bad, it. at least I got Badge Badge tonight. So uh, there you go. Yeah, man. there you go. All right. So Silk number one, the Dave Johnson Comics Pro variant from 2015. 1100 for 9.8. I got to go digging and find all my Silk number ones, man. Right, Comics I Pro am... is a tough 9.8, though. That's given out at a at a, like a uh, – kind of a conference so that's a, that's always a tough 98 to get yeah the comics pro doesn't comics pro also do the uh local comic book show uh, local comic book day is that comics yeah. pro yeah. yeah 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 they're involved with that yeah uh i am pissed about this one because i didn't buy this one and i saw it there are like 30 copies on my shelf 
Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I, I should go back in time. I really do. <laughs> Spawn 175, and the second appearance of Gunslinger Spawn is keeping close pace with his first in Spawn 174 with this week's high sale of 750 bucks for a CGC 9.8. Um, and 174 had a recent 9.8 sale of $1,050. Now, typically, second appearances tend to significantly take a back seat to the more profile, high-profile first appearance, like Deadpool, X-Force number two, Spider-Gwen, and Amazing Spider-Man number nine, etc. However, Spawn has his own set of rules that bucks most trends. I'm into, I'm, I don't know what That's it is. That's a cool ass cover, though. Look at that thing. Yeah, gun staring down spot, the barrel, man. boy. Um, yeah, because I mean, uh, I think this Wednesday they came out with Spawn World, right? Um, and yeah, they had cool. all, and I was a sucker. I bought most of the covers. Um, and there was one cover that I really dig that I remember was one of my favorite characters on the original Spawn run. Was he was, um, uh, an angel. I forgot his name, uh, but he was like wearing all armor. Um, and he first appeared, he was like an angel that came down and fought spawn in the original mm -hmm. spawn series, but he got his own cover. Uh, somebody help me out in the live chat. What was the name of that damn angel? Um, oh, geez, it's killing me now. Basically he was uh, a warrior from a uh, warrior from heaven that came down to, to fight spawn. Um, but man, the, the, the cover was dope. Um, I'm trying to remember what his name was. Oh, Jesus, this is killing me. Come on, live chat, come through for me. <laughs> Who was the the the? It came out on Wednesday too. There was four, oh, a yeah. couple different variants. They had a female spawn. Yeah, um, the Redeemer. Redeemer. Maybe that's him. Yeah, yeah, it was his Redeemer. Yeah, I think he had like a cross on his uh, on his helmet, uh, a yeah. crucifix. Yeah, I and mean, then he looks dope. But I, I totally bought that cover out of uh no it wasn't anti-spawn i'm pretty sure it was the redeemer um but it looked dope then there was one of the covers for that i mean say give it up for whatever todd mcfarland does he is the master of marketing he knows like what covers like people like you know he has realized this how storytelling can sometimes take a backseat to great art especially on covers so you know there you go so gunslinger spawn i'm telling you i still need my i still need my samurai spawn series man i need that i need that just like the toy i need samurai spawn Somebody wants to send me Sam and I spawn the Todd McFarlane <laughs> toy, man. I, I will uh, give you a comic of my choice. Anyway, spawn number 175 and 278, or excuse me, 175 and 2008. 750 for 9.8. Wow, that's crazy. All right, I think we actually showcased this book last week when we were going through the Shakers list because we were talking about how gnarly the cover is. What is it? Well, of course. Oh, yes. we're Tomb of Terror number 15 from Harvey in 1954. The Harvey pre-code horror books were killing it this week with massive sales. Tomb of Terror number 15 had a face-melting high sale of $7,200 for a CGC 4.0, which absolutely crushed the prior high sale in this grade of $801 from May of 2017. That is an outstanding increase of 800% in only four years. The huge demand for these pre-code horror books, combined with their relative scarcity, has continued to send their prices to new heights. Superheroes from the Golden Age may still be number one for collectors, but horror has been showing that it is no slouch. And when a cover has the right elements, there's no telling what price it might hit when it comes up for sale. Will Miranda act all bullshit? If you have all nine, send us a picture and tag us, man. If you have all nine, and don't be screenshots either. Put us a picture, and we need a proof of life. We need like today's date <laughs> on there. But this, I mean, you can see why parents are like, yo, you can't Love have it. kids. <laughs> this is not for a kid's Face comic. melting. Yeah. It is so gnarly, man. That's why I love pre-code uh, pre horror books. They, they pretty much let anything go. You had gals that were rather scantily dressed on the cover and normally some monster trying to take them out. But, man, it's too much terror. I love these. Seduction these of the books. innocent. There you yeah, go. And if you're, yeah, if you're trying to get into this game, it's one of those things where it's hard to find comps on eBay and other places. Exactly. So you're, you're, you're guessing a little bit, but that's to your benefit. And you kind of just got to go with your gut and go with, like you said, kind of like that gnarliest cover. What is the cover that when you see it shocks you? If you're flipping through a, a golden age box at a convention as conventions open back up and you're, and you're looking through covers and you're trying to figure out which book you want to kind of like 
step your foot into that uh kind of golden age water you just look for the nastiest cover you can find and there's a good chance that you are going to make some roi over time if you just hold it yeah. so for my first golden age book i bought uh and jack you'll appreciate this because uh you're not uh, mm -hmm. simple man is a as your boy uh, yes. and you simple man and i are both redskins fans first golden age book was called redskin number one and he was a heroic uh, Native American, but I bought it simply because you know, hey, that's my that's my team name, that's my favorite yeah. team name. So I'm wondering, like now since the name team name has changed, I'm wondering if man, if those books and you cannot find that book at all. You know what? When we go live uh, after this, I'll I'll pull it out. But it's a uh, it's it's called Redskin, and it in basically, but it's not it does it doesn't show them as the he's actually a, a hero in that he's not he's the uh, and he's he's the protagonist in the comic, not the, the bad guy but it's pretty cool nonetheless because i saw it at a con and i was like hey that's interesting how much you want for that i'll take it you know what i mean i was like right, you right. know i've never seen this before i'm grabbing it and it's just one of those things you won't see and you will never see again especially now uh but this one tomb of terror issue number 15 from 1954 4.0 for 7200 dollars. that's awesome here's a good chance that most oh. of you have have this one I love this cover. Zaytana number 16. Adam Hughes has created some amazing covers for this run on Zaytana from issues 11, 13, 14, 15, 16. They're all fantastic and highly sought after and all hard to get in a 9.8. This particular cover has bounded past the rest with this week's new high sale of $812 for a CGC 9.8. These were once easy books to find in dollar bins. However, with high sale like this and its $200 raw price tag, those days are apparently long gone. And crazy. and 15 is impossible to get at a 9.8. Forget yeah, about no, it. No first appearances. No, it's not no, even it's just all, it's, it's, This is the regular cover, too. The co right? It's the covers. I mean, Zaytana is a fantastic yeah character yeah. and it's it's a fun storyline but it's the cover i mean everyone is adam hughes it's a short run one through 16 so people in there's some iconic ones oh yeah they're, and, they're tough to find now too because there's that moment probably 10 years ago uh, when adam hughes was the biggest thing in comics and during that time people were grabbing up every single uh book in that zatanna run as well as that wonder woman run yeah. that he had done and and now years later uh while maybe adam hughes isn't say sitting at that same level within the secondary market's eyes as the new crop of collectors come in those books though aren't readily available on the market anymore because they ended up in a lot of pcs so now these books aren't yeah. out there. You're I have I, I have one through sixteen myself. I mean, I'm a huge yeah. Santana fan. Um, so can you imagine how big she's going to be when she shows up? On I can't the wait. I can't yeah. wait. So I'm much trying to think to what other run Adam Hughes. I mean, uh, did he do a, a Black Cat run of covers for Marvel? Was that him? Was Adam Adam Hughes was doing that? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he did Black Cat. So there's yeah, there's Adam Hughes completionists out there who just collect like Adam yep. Hughes covers. Um, matter of fact, I just sold one uh, in uh, the last auction. It was uh, from a Penthouse Comics that he did. Uh, it's a uh, Adam Hughes Penthouse cover, uh, Penthouse Comics cover, in my giant box of porn. By the way, whoever won that, I still have to ship it out because they're they're magazine shaped and I'm having problems finding a box for it. So let's go see what's shaking today, shall we, boys and girls? Let's Shout out it. to 160 of you guys watching. This is the uh, time of the show where we're gonna see what's uh shaken on the mover or excuse me the shakers list today and let me get it right there showing and uh you too can get to this list if you subscribe to cover price for a mere 6.99 a month so these are the daily shakers from today uh normal you got the usual suspects on there little hulk uh, 181, Silver Surfer 1. Look at a showcase. Yeah, scroll down. I'm already seeing one I want to look at. Let's look at that Green Hornet. Yeah, you don't see this too often. Uh -oh. That's pretty dope. So Green Hornet Comics from Harvey. Uh, issue number 29 from 1946. 9.60 for 1750. Mm -hmm. Not bad at all, man. Probably, definitely don't see this in a while at all. No, man. I've never seen that. Yeah, I have the first Bruce Lee cover from uh, Green Hornet, which came out. It was an actual like picture cover of him. It's the first time that they depicted Bruce Lee as Kato 
mm-hmm. on, you know, because I'm a huge uh, Bruce Lee fan. But, you know, they also, they had shown Kato before. But it was the first time they had Bruce Lee as Kato on the cover, and that's the one that, that I have. So go out and get that one if you're a Bruce Lee fan. Um, you know what? Uh, can we talk about the spoilers? Uh, we can't. Uh, I mean... I don't know. I feel like you should have seen it. You should see there it. There was like now. one line in Loki that should have just sent it you just off confirmed on a, some shit. Yeah, there was like one line in Loki that should have just sent you off on a buying spree. <laughs> I would just say that. Okay, I they okay. All right, spoiler alert. Uh, you're gonna have ten seconds. Uh, five, ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two one so in loki uh at one point mobius and mobius says uh, we've done we've encountered kree titans and vampires that is the first mention of vampires in the uh mcu if that doesn't go on tell you that there's uh you know blade dracula Morbius. There's some gold up in them hills. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. All all those horror books, man. I mean, we just got confirmation that there are drag that there are vampires in the MCU. Uh, my God, 5.0 for 1300. Ooh, Impressive. Yeah. You want to see what the highest ever is? Uh, you know what? Damn. That ain't bad at all, considering Ghost Rider One sold for uh, two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. That's this person got a damn bargain. You know, I started Blade watching. Is- um, uh, House of Cards and Mahershala Ali. Mahershala. I cannot, Mahershala Ali. I cannot wait for him to don the he, blade. Yeah, so oh, he's a great actor. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to be so actor. good. Oh, Hawkman. Yeah, They're speaking season, of Zatanna. First few Hawkman seasons of uh, House of Cards is absolutely fantastic, man. No, I love it. Uh, Hawkman number four, first appearance of Zatanna. We were talking about Zatanna. Yep. 918 for Raw Dog, man. I wonder what grade it was. 9.6 for 9,422, man. Uh, we haven't got official word yet, but she's coming, guys. She's coming. Here we go. We were just talking about Silk earlier. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look at this. This is the Umberto Ramos variant, 1 in 10. Uh, first appearance of Silk, uh, Cindy Moon, 9.50 for a raw comic. I wonder, 2,400. For a 9.9. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting that it's outpriced the J. Scott Campbell because you know it, she appears on the cover, maybe you know what I mean. It's the um, broke. It's the broken hip. Yeah, variant. but I also think this negative variant is pretty cool. Uh, if you're looking for you know an alternative to it, this negative variant by J. Scott Campbell, um, 385. His own take on the negative variant. You know how people do. Mm-hmm. This is truly, if what people call negative variants are actually negative space variants. Um, where this looks like an actual negative. For those who remember the days of a photography f- class in high school when you had to go and develop your own film from negatives. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Am I dating myself? Yes, no, I am. I remember that shit. Yeah. Uh, for those who had those type of cameras, man. So uh, what l- print is that killing joke? Let's see. NN means first print. Nin- oh, ninth, ninth print. print. Wow. Oh, Jeez. no. Ninth printing. $700 for 9.6. That's crazy. That is crazy that there's this many printings of it, to be honest with you. Uh, how many printings are there? Let's see. What, 14, what is this I think. Uh, this is eighth printing. Oh, no. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, 14. You're right, Ryan. So second printing. I was just assuming it was down there. Yeah. 14 printings of Batman the Killing Joke. All you can tell by the different color of the font on the screen. So if you ever need to look it up, just go into cover price and look up uh, the Killing Joke. Here you go. This is come right in tune with a little uh, show called Loki. Uh, a little Ramatut action here on the cover. Not the first appearance, I believe, of Ramatut, but Fantastic Four number 19, $680 for 4.0. 9.6, 57. We're just talking wow. about how the FF um, Silver Age doesn't get enough love. And we got two of them on the Shakers list this week. There you go. Look at this. Uh, Fantastic I like Four this number, cover. Fantastic Four number 26. Is this Six. just a iconic cover, or is there an appearance or anything here? I don't think it's a first appearance in this. Um, if it's it just is, an iconic, it's, yeah. If it is, it's a it's a minor character. But nowadays, right. minor characters can be blown up by you know pure speculation. Here you go. We're talking about Spawn. This is the first Canva appearance by Spawn in the Malibu Sun. I've always talked about how Malibu Sun has these kind of first appearances, first cover appearance and preview. Uh, Six forty four and a nine point if you want to look highest known value, three grand. And these things were always beat down. It's hard yeah. to find these in high grade, man. 
thin paper and then again it wasn't a comic book it was you know really a, a store sales kind of tool so yeah wasn't, wasn't one that people saw the need to keep in high grade all right. oh you know come on now let's talk some kung fu let us talk some kung fu the deadly hands of kung fu number 19 cool love the cover. cover first appearance of white tiger hector ayala raw dog so for 500 dollars. highest known value is 631 and here is my take uh tenoch huerta that's uh ca- that was cast for black panther 2 i do not believe in one bone in my body that he's namor as certain outlets have said i think he's going to be white tiger and white tiger does have a history of black panther so you know take it for what it is take it for what it was but here you go. i love this cover by the way this is one of the few that i have this is the fifth print see Oum uh comic bug cover for edge of spider-verse number two first appearance of you know that chick we call spider gwen that's changed her name to ghost spider this is one of the better ones i think you know obviously the um you know but just look at it what's what's there? the big is one it? greg land right greg the greg land one, one. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah yeah i'm a big i'm one. a big third print fan yeah this one is dope too i like this kind of sepia tone uh yeah, this one's really dope cool. too yeah uh but yeah this this is the the big money is in this one the greg land one in 25 um boom Six thousand nine hundred all-time uh, sale hit back in February. Ah, pisses me off that I sold mine. Oh man, mine was a nine-eight sign by Grigland too. But well, what do you even do? Ooh, amazing adult fantasy. Yeah, this is before it became amazing fantasy. Uh, amazing adult fantasy went up to I think issue fourteen, and then and then in issue fifteen it was just called amazing fantasy, and then you got Spider-Man. But uh, still hard as heck to find, man. Uh, spine-tingling supernatural thrillers for the more mature reader. Hmm. The coming, the coming of the Krills, the magazine that respects your intelligence. <laughs> it's almost like if you read the tagline at the bottom. It's almost like, hey, other ones don't respect your intelligence, yeah. but we do. Uh, 488 for 6.0. And there is some value. I think there's, and Jack, I don't know if you can. I think there's more value in Amazing Adult Fantasy number 14, because that's the last one that was called yes. Amazing Adult Fantasy, or yep. the first one. It's either going to be the first one or number 14, and then, of course, Amazing Fantasy 15. But there is some value to the one that shows up right before the first appearance of Spider-Man, since it's the last one that was called Amazing Adult Fantasy, for those who collect that sort of thing. Uh, Ghost Rider. Uh, Star Wars number five on here. Here you go, Ron. Here you go, Ryan. Oh, we already, go. Oh, we already yeah. had this on the list, right? Planet. Yeah, let's go to that Planet Comics one. What are we doing? Look at that. Oh, there we Look go. At that. Robots. I mean, is this, you is there robots on here? No, we no, don't have any robots. Space boy. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Burning of a planet. So this is from July, uh, Planet Comics number forty-three from Fiction House Comics from July nineteen forty-six. Psh. Dude, I would pay if I saw an eight point five for this. 100%. I would easily pay eight forty for because this is how cool is this, man? This is like super cool. That's like poster. Like you, that's you exactly. put that in your poster in your room. Like that, Quintus- that's one of those ones if you can pick up for eight forty and put it up for auction, anything is possible. Uh, yeah. Uh, here we go. Is this this is not Doc Samson, is it? Or is this no? This is Samson from the Bible, maybe. I'm assuming it's Samson from the Bible. The mighty Samson smashes the warlike. Uh, I can't even see what that says, but uh, not Doc Samson. But uh, there you go. You never see this. I mean, this just goes to show you there are so many, <laughs> so pl- many. kind of crazy uh, golden it's a niche. age comics. It's a niche. Yeah, but it, there's a market for it, especially it's, now. F- I'm I, I'm interested in some of those. We we keep looking at those um, horror covers, man. Yeah. Like I might start wanting to get some of those. Eric Powell. The goon. One oh, of yeah. the, there's a huge cult following for the goon. Um, I'm surprised this hasn't been optioned yet for for something. Uh, I, the goon has a very hardcore following. The goon number one from Avatar Press. The first appearance of the goon. Raw dog, three hundred thirty-seven dollars. Highest known value, nine point nine. Sold for twenty-eight thousand eight hundred, and that's a book from nineteen ninety-nine. But go down and let's see what nine eights go for. Let's see, uh, nine eight. Uh, holy cow, not wow. twenty one hundred. It's not. That's still high for a, a a relatively obscure comic that you know. Real, I don't even even know. Think I think they just recently came out with something, but there's no hype behind it. But it has a large uh, cult following. I mean, look at the covers on this. I mean, we'll we'll scroll through there, but the the art on these are re- absolutely ridiculous. Look at that. Look at that. That's awesome, man. 
Um, I have one that's like the goon, uh, something about Satan's baby on the cover. I don't know if you guys <laughs> no. ever seen that. No, it's a crazy story where uh, it's very adult adulters too. So um, one last one before we go here, boys and girls, Captain Marvel number 14. Oh, Hey, so JLS comics with some knowledge. Oh yeah. What do you Put say? that up on the, on the screen there. That Samson one was written by a guy named Alex Boone, which many believe is a Will oh, Eisner pen Will name. Eisner's pen name. Very cool. Go. Thank you, JLS. Check out the big brains on Brad over there. Uh, well, we're just talking about Captain uh, Kamala Khan here. Kamala Khan and a brief unrelated, <laughs> a brief unrelated cameo and unnamed. Uh, <laughs> Stretch. It, I think I have this in a 982, by the way, but it's still a cool cover nonetheless. Um, but it just goes to show you, 369 for 9.2. Wow. Uh, 900 for 9.8. So I think it's like, uh, it's Captain Marvel 14 and 17. Let me scroll forward here and I'll pull up 17. I think that's the other key uh, issue on here. Uh, This one here. This is the second Kamala Khan on the last page. Um, So shit. Does that mean she's a monster? You know what sucks is that. Oh, you mean this one, right? Yes. Yeah, this one. This is yeah. I bought the, the two one. in between those two because I was reading the Infinity storyline, <laughs> but I didn't get the ones that were important. So here's the thing uh, for those who like to debate all that stuff, and we leave that for other YouTube channels who just want to argue and try to set the market for what they believe is going to move their books. But um, this is Captain Marvel, the second print variant, number seventeen. This is the first Kamala Khan as Ms. Marvel. On the cover only, and it predates the all-new Marvel Now point one, the second Kamala Khan cameo on the last page. So that's a mouthful, but there you go. And there's a fist to prove it that she's right. Boom. <laughs> for raw. For raw. That's amazing. Holy cow. Like you, like Jack said, this is a, good luck finding this. What's and this? 12 cents. What's this crazy one? Uh, the past Yeah, that was the incentive. How about you? This, yeah, this book is up there too. It's all Kamala Khan. It's like five seventy nine. Just get them all. And you, you could argue, all- you could argue this is undervalued when you look at the nine eight price of cover A and yeah. of the second print. That yeah. one was still available for a long time when Kamala Khan first popped off. I think it because the the cover art doesn't depict anything related exactly. to it. Yeah, it was a little slow moving. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what drives a lot of the market too. Is 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 people hate first appearances that the the, the character's not on the cover. Right? Yeah, it, it just grates them. Like to me, Strange Tales one ten is what is a, is my grail, but Doctor Strange isn't on the cover. Right. Right. Um, Fantastic four forty eight Silver Surfer's not on the cover. Right. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, he's not on the cover. Yeah, there's a. I mean. There's a lot of books where they're just the first appearance and they're not on the cover. When I think you have the kind of perfect, like uh, the Mar- Blue Adam, right? First appearance of Blue Adam on the cover, first issue, boom, hot book. So it's kind of uh, amazing yep. to me. Uh, I think that's the whole reason we have the cameo debate in the first place. Exactly. Uh, because so, if, uh, yeah, if, if, if Venom was on the cover of ASM 299, that's the one everybody would want. Yeah, and I think it's 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 the whole debate is, is also FOMO. I don't have that one, but I have this one, so I'm going right. to make a document right. for this one. To, so, uh, hey, man, right at an hour. Appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. Uh, July 4th weekend is coming up. Yes, it uh, is. Jack, Be careful, any last man. words? Ah, man, thank you guys again for having me. Love it. The live chat was awesome. Uh, every week, man. Oh, 150 plus strong at minimum. That's, a, that's amazing. If you catch us on the rewind, guys, I, I impose, or even on a on a podcast that we post up. Hey, every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Pacific, we go live, and it's it's what you can't see that's in the live chat. It's People the talking. Yeah, it's that. It's a party, and that's what it's we a play. Party. That's right. It's a party. I can that hear the glasses clinking and the voices chattering. It's great. Yeah. Any last words? Or maybe that's just that my I, mental illness. It um, is. <laughs> I, I, as always, thank you for joining us. Thursday nights are a blast. You know, we got uh, Mr. Bolo up in the house. Jake. Um, yeah, Jake. Jake, Jack, Zach, <laughs> Jason. I'm going to throw in Jason. What's the fact, Jack, for all those uh, <laughs> um, in <made> that movie? <laughs> so if you haven't heard, uh, he works on a thing, on an app called Whatnot. It's a great, uh, why don't you tell him a little bit about Whatnot and then, uh, I was thinking maybe we could do a fun thing in July, July 16th. Um, 
I don't know. We could talk about it later, but that's all I got to say. All I right. <laughs> I went off on a tangent. Um, I apologize. Sunday will be on. I wasn't going to have a show, but we're going to go. We're going to have, because I have a brother voodoo, a uh, long-term spec list. I got a list of characters that uh, they are planning a brother voodoo Hulu oh, cool. show. Okay. Um, and Mikey Sutton and I are going to work on a, he's got a preliminary list of characters. They're researching for it. So Sunday it's July 4th. I know everybody's going to be barbecuing and everything. So it's probably the worst time ever to go on a live show. So I'm going to go live a little bit earlier in the day, 3 PM Pacific. So maybe after you're done a little barbecuing and before the fireworks, even, I don't even, are they showing fireworks are, this year? I mean, I don't even know. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you what in LA County and Orange County, it doesn't even matter. To go outside. Everybody in the neighborhood shoot has, has commercial grade fireworks. <laughs> my next door neighbor loves them every year. So I just uh, look out there my was just a huge explosion in South LA city. I don't know if you Google it on YouTube. They put it in a uh, bomb disposal truck, and the bomb disposal truck blew up. Oh. It's absolutely crazy. It happened in LA. So apparently, they found like um, like a ton of commercial grade fireworks in this person's backyard, wow. and so the neighbors called the cops on him. When they, while they were pulling it out to dispose of them, the damn truck blew up because of uh, the commercial grade ex- uh, um, <laughs> um, fireworks. Uh, fireworks in there. Jesus. All I can tell you is LA, <clears throat> just like any major city, is lit on July Fourth. You don't need a fireworks display. You can just go around the neighborhoods and people are shooting off their own stuff, man. I I look right. forward to the helicopter views of everyone's like backyard. Oh, oh no. Oh, whole- go on YouTube and search. Um, now they have drones. My buddy had a drone, so he flew his above LA like during oh, the, the drone views. Yeah. And then he goes, he got, I had to stop after a while. Cause you know, some of them were getting so high. He's afraid that his drone was going to get blown down. Cause you know, you know, people are getting commercial grade fireworks <laughs> yeah. nowadays. It's right. crazy, Mort- mortars. No, they are. They're freaking yeah. more. They're like, they're like IEDs essentially. They're blowing up, man. So, uh, so we'll see you guys on Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific. Me and Mikey Sun are going to do Letters of the Long Box and some comics you should buy now before they get uh, too hot. Obviously, First Prince Brother Voodoo is already a hot, but we got a list of characters they're developing, and apparently Brother Voodoo is coming to Hulu. They're gonna, it's going to be R-rated, as R-rated as Disney can get for Hulu, which is pretty R-rated if you watch any stuff on Hulu. It's, it, it's kind of crazy, man. I mean, but, what's the most risque show on Hulu? I mean, if you watch Hellstrom, Hellstrom was pretty darn violent. That was pretty darn violent. So, uh, but Hulu gives Disney the opportunity or Marvel the opportunity to say, hey, you know what? Some of this may not be, you know, Disney plus friendly. And, you know, all those rumors about Disney plus having a code for adults and whatnot. No, put it on Hulu. I mean, put put it this way. All the stuff that's on FX goes on to Hulu. And that stuff is pretty raunchy as it is. I don't know if you've seen that show, Dave. That's one of my favorite shows, by the way, about Mm -hmm. little Dickie the Rapper. If you haven't seen it, Go check out Dave, and you can thank me later. It's about basically it's about Little Dicky's life. You know, Little Dicky is this kind of a viral rapper that got, and he's got a show called Dave on, uh, and it shows on FX, and then it shows on the next day on basically everything on FX shows on Hulu the following day. And uh, and it, if you think about like the Mayan Sons of Anarchy, those are pretty violent shows yeah, that yeah. Uh, that, and they. I don't know what happened in the FCC lately, but you can apparently just say fuck all you want now on TV uh, on 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 yeah. on these channels. It yeah. doesn't yeah, fuck fuck fuck. I just said it again. So. I saw uh there was a showing of Deadpool on FX one day. It was like I don't know. Yeah, they show it. 5 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon, yeah. 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm sitting there with my kids and they show the pegging scene. <laughs> they showed it. They didn't blur. They didn't cut it. They showed the pegging scene. Daddy, like, what, what is in pegging? The world? I, I, I'm like, wow. Okay, well, I guess that doesn't matter anymore. You can say and do what you want on TV. Parenting skills of Ryan. He didn't change a channel or turn. I off didn't the TV. think. Just... Okay, I didn't think that I, they would show it. I just, I mean, knew it was coming. I didn't think it was coming. Ryan was like, "Hey, kids, yeah. that's life. Sometimes you, know you just, you just hey, got to peg the one you You got to dodge and weave when you can." Yeah, you know? sometimes you just got to peg the ones you love. And on that, we got to go, boys and girls. Hey. I'll see you Sunday at 3 p.m. Pacific for Letters in the Long Box and a Brother Voodoo long-term spec list for uh, Mr. Bolo and Dark Side Jedi. This is TiVo. Keep digging in them long boxes and peace out, boys and girls. Peace. And happy 4th of July, man. Stay safe, y'all.
their lives bitter in hard bondage. In this, you shall know that the Lord is